This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we are combining our football podcast probably from here on out. Today we're going to dedicate this podcast, though, to election coverage. Shelby, let's start on the dynamic between <laughs> Democrats and Republicans in this election cycle. Um, nope, oh, we are okay. not going down that road because people like to listen to us about football <laughs> and a lot of other subjects, um, but not that one probably. So, uh, we're here to preview the defense and the offense, uh, UCLA versus Arizona this Saturday football in LA. The last time Arizona plays there, correct? Maybe ever. Hopefully not. Hopefully they'll make a Rose Bowl. Before. Right, 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 right. So... But- I was going to go, and then I decided not to go. And it was... Because I got a bat mitzvah two weeks momentous later. Momentous decision. I will be pretty pissed if Arizona wins on Saturday. Only... Well, no. Let me rephrase that. I'll be pissed at that little segment because I was going to go, and I said, you know what? Got a lot of other... We're going on a road trip. We're going to the Vegas basketball game, Indiana. That's probably bigger, et cetera. Yeah. It gets et cetera. But now that you aren't going, it just makes it that much more interesting. Yeah, Arizona should be favored by 38. Exactly. Also, I've never seen Arizona beat UCLA at the Rose Bowl. That's the, true. The highlight we had was the time where Cody and I drove to LA in the morning, got there, ate lunch, went to the game, got in the car, and drove back without staying at a hotel. And we were tired. That sounds that awful. Like, I'm was glad I wasn't there. One of the worst... Road trips, literally, <laughs> we've ever done. Cody, at one point, I swear to God, he was so tired, he was convinced that he was seeing aliens. Oh, no. And there were green lights in the sky. I was like, no, Cody, you, it, those are the things on the mountains with the planes. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. It's aliens. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, well, it sounds like it's good that you didn't go, especially with Cody again. We'll see. Okay. Well, we've set the stage correctly. Jason, missing the game you wanted to go to. Because of means marriage. Arizona gets extra... Point. What do you mean marriage? I'm joking. Do with me? <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Just because we have a yard sale this weekend? Yeah, we got a yard busy. sale. And then Arizona's got Southern basketball, which is riveting. Riveting. We'll have a podcast on that. Friday night no, game. preview. So we're going to have another podcast tomorrow. Right, we have to have a podcast tomorrow for the Friday game. And then after the Friday game, we'll have a podcast reviewing that game. And then after the football game, we're not going to have a podcast. We're probably going to wait. Because it's going to end at 4 o'clock in the morning, probably. Yeah. So, basically, we're kind of busy. And thank you for listening this far. But uh, we're going to just go into the offense uh, for UCLA right now. Uh, UCLA's offense has been really good this season. Just 
How good is it? Shelby, did you see what happened in Congressional District 8? Wow. What... No, 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 no. Back to oh, football, football. Oh. So, yeah, um, if you haven't watched, well, if, you, if you've watched any Pac-12 football, you know that UCLA's offense uh, is wild. They scored 30 points, at least 30 points in each game this season. Um, and even going back to last season, uh, 12 straight when you count that. They're one of seven teams in the country averaging at least 500 yards of total offense. They had 571 against ASU last week. That was the fifth time this season UCLA has gone over 500 total yards. Uh, UCLA has 2,400 passing yards. Our dog just burped in the podcast. UCLA has 2,400 passing yards and 2,100 rushing yards. No FBS team has reached those totals yet this season. I'm going to keep going, right? Yeah. UCLA averages of 6.27 yards per rushing and 7.29 yards per offensive play leads to Pac-12. UCLA is fifth in the nation in total offense, seventh in the nation in rushing yards, and 36th in the nation in passing offense. Other than that, not very good. God, they suck. I think the only offense that probably comes close would be USC, but it's very different. USC runs the ball because Lincoln Riley doesn't want to call pass every play. Chip Kelly runs the ball because that's clearly the strength of their team, and then everything kind of revolves around the run. But they're very good at it. I mean, it is especially – I mean, Oregon's offense is really good, but UCLA's, I think, is – is really balanced. I think maybe I said USC. I think maybe Oregon because of the balance that Oregon has compared to USC. Um, but yeah, the good thing is this is the best offense they'll face for the rest of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they got Wazoo and ASU. It's all yeah. downhill from there. Let's see if Shelby knows how to pronounce this last name. It's running back Zach Charbonnet. Oh, it's sh- questionable because it's a French name, and of course I can say that. I was about ready to say, say that blank, but we got a comment on the message boards about how someone doesn't want us to cuss as well, they Well, to be fair, they listen with their kid, which is really sweet. Kids love me. Um, if anyone knows me, I curse a lot. Now, you know, I feel like we really edit ourselves, like one or two cuss words a podcast. Now, if you've heard of Gary V, I have I the love same, Gary V. I have the same philosophy as Gary V, where... There's a video that's on Facebook where basically someone that he's working with or he's going to sign a deal with or something. I don't know what he's doing. But she goes like, don't you, don't you think you curse too much or something like that? He goes, absolutely not. He goes, because it's not like in my house, we do it and it's just a word and they know when to say it and when not to say it. And I curse in front of my kids quite a bit and they know not to say it in front of me. The 13 year old's getting a little, a little daring. Well, she's turning 13. Nope, she's actually 13 now. Yeah, so <laughs> she's turning 14. Uh, but she's going to high school next year, but... She uh, knows better. She knows, but once in a while, she'll drop something, not in front of mom, just in front of dad. But they know, you know, the right time to curse and the wrong time. And so I would say that this podcast is the least amount of curse words that I say on a daily basis. And I will try to make it through this podcast without saying any bad words or... What Shelby and I were thinking was we'd only do bad words and then send it to someone to edit where it's just one big blank. I also Beep. feel like, I think for a woman, I cuss a lot, well, but a not, a, not a, I'm a pirate. I have to. Uh, I don't do it at work. I'm very professional. Me too. I never curse at work. <laughs> I feel like in my regular life, uh, I might do it more than I should, but I just like it. I definitely curse the most out of the press group. 
Because I just curse in the... Yeah, you do. The, you know. F it. Fuck it. I mean... Oh, oh no! no! <laughs> I win. You Damn owe it! me $10. Oh! Uh, sorry to the child that heard that. Uh, cover your... <laughs> I almost said, said another bad word to be upset about the bad word. Later. All right. Cover anyway, your virgin ears. Question two. Running back Zach Chabonnet is questionable, but you're under the assumption he is playing... Another dangerous running back Arizona is facing, correct? Yeah. So what happens is um, a player gets hurt. He doesn't play the game before. Arizona plays his team, and he's Superman. He's practiced. Charbonnet practiced today. Um, I guess it's he'll play. Maybe he's limited. But Zach Charbonnet limited with 15 carries is still better than 95% of the running backs in the entire country. Um, he has a touchdown in each one of his last nine Pac-12 games. He's run, this is another one of those I just list stuff and you go, oh my God. He's run for at least 100 yards in his last seven conference games for a total of 1,048 yards, which he's averaging a ridiculous seven yards a rush, and he has 11 touchdowns in that span. Leads the Pac-12 in rushing yards per game at 137, and is the only Pac-Tour, Pac-Tour, Pac-12 performer averaging more than 100 yards a game on the ground. He is the best running back that Arizona will see this season. I'm trying to think. Yes. He's the best pure running back. that. Are, and, and there's some good ones. Valadeh at ASU is good. Obviously, Oregon has a couple good ones. Utah has a... But in terms of the one singular running back, um, the thing is with him is... I don't know if there's a stat for this. There probably is, but... Um, well, there is, but how many tackles he's broken this year? Very few times during a game we watch him, and the the first guy that makes the initial tackle is the one that brings him down. If you're not gang tackling him, he's getting an extra five yards. And so, what makes him dangerous is you know, yeah, he's shifty, he's got good speed and all that, but he's a very unique combination of power and speed and size. And he in college. You know, he, he's he's unique. He really is. And in, in, in Arizona, as we know, can't really stop the run. <laughs> so it, this is a, a matchup uh, that is clearly going to be difficult for Arizona. Really good running back, NFL type of guy. Um, you know, it's, yeah, just another tough one. All right. Uh, should I keep doing things in French accents or just regular? Sure, okay. He's not French. But he's ahead. not French. <laughs> Now that I'm going to do it, I'm giggling. Uh, no, I'm not going to do it. Dorian Thompson-Robinson is having one of the best seasons in the country at quarterback. Can Arizona contain him? No. <laughs> Next so, question. Uh, DTR is, uh, in his last 11 games, is completing 72%. 26 touchdowns to 7 picks. I mean, right now he's third in the nation in completion percentage. at set that 71. Ninth in the pa- uh country third in the Pac-12 in passing efficiency. He's going to be the all-time leader at UCLA in completions. Uh, he's a veteran. He's second in career total offense at UCLA. He could pass that this week, actually, if he gets 400 yards, which you never know. It's possible. Uh, he is, I mean, he's going to hold a ton of passing records. What makes him so dangerous is similar to Charbonnet, but obviously different positions, is Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's very similar to Jaden Delora in his ability to make people miss. He's just more likely to kind of take off probably faster than Delora, um, but really smart. He's come a long way in, in, in his overall maturity from, you know, a couple of years ago. And what's funny is like PFF, which we talk about, I look at it and I count on and all that, has him way lower than he should be. I think they have him like ninth, which is stupid. He's clearly one of the top three quarterbacks in the conference this year. Um, by the way, the conference is just stupid with quarterbacks. I mean, you're talking stupid. Caleb Williams, DTR, Bo Nix, Cam Rising, Michael the Phoenix, Jaden Delora. Jason Shear. I mean, there's so many good quarterbacks. Yeah, it, it's just there's obviously a ton of good quarterbacks, and, and DTR is as good as any of them. It, the, the key is for Arizona is it, it feels like they're just going to load the box, have a spy type of deal, and and test the the, the secondary on an island because, and, and I don't know that for sure, but you, you got to spy DTR because he'll take off running. He doesn't care. Um, and he'll stay, try to evade tackles. He's not running just to get out of bounds. Um, but then you got to stop the run. Can they contain him? I mean, the goal is going to be to keep him in the pocket. Johnny Nansen said that the only way to stop him is to keep him in the pocket. Um, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, nothing's changed in my opinion that Arizona's path to victory, which we'll talk about in a minute, is simply by scoring a ton of points. Uh, DTR... You know, if he's going to be contained in a game, you would assume it's not against, you know, it's not going to be against Arizona because Arizona just doesn't have the athletes on the defensive side of the ball um, compared to DTR, who's one of the better athletes in the country. Okay. Well, we're going to move to the other side of the ball, and that is about the defense. Defensively, who stands out for the Bruins, and where do they rank? Uh, They're good. Now... Let me rephrase that. They have talent that is good. They're not great. They're not. Now, it is one of the better offenses that Arizona has faced. It is not one of the better defenses. Arizona has faced better defenses. Now, Lighty Latu, the, the linebacker, has eight sacks for the season, uh, most by a Bruin player since 2016. Seventh in the nation in sacks per game. Had three sacks against Colorado, but to be fair, I actually... Had half a sack and I didn't play. Uh, he's tied for first in the Pac-12 and six in the nations in, in fumbles four. So he's really, really good. Then they have Darius Muesau. Can't say that in French, shall we? Um, he is the uh, former Hawaii linebacker. Leads the team in tackles with 64. 10th in the Pac-12 with 7.1 per game. Then they have Stephen Blaylock at safety. Has started 40th straight games. Mo Osling in the secondary, 58 tackles. I, I can keep going. And so the defense is yielding five yards per play, uh, second lowest among Pac-12 schools. Um, now, part of that is sacks. They're aggressive. So the way they do it, you know, like rushing yards, it's something like they, on paper, only allow four yards a carry or something. But when you take away the sacks, it's really closer to five. So they can be run on. 
Um, you know, they, they entered the game 63rd in the nation in total defense, fifth in the conference. So they're, I mean, they're, they're not outstanding. Now, to be fair, they've held four opponents to lesser or fewer than 100-yard rushing. So there are times, and, and, you know, a part of that is the, the early season schedule. But, um, you know, Arizona should technically be able to pass on UCLA. Uh, there's a reason why the over-under is so high in this game. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. But I know it's, it's high, and that's because it's got the feelings, you know, uh, similar to the USC game where, you know, UCLA's defense is probably better than USC's right now. Uh, but, you know, how many stops can each team make? Arizona is very unlikely to stop UCLA. UCLA is not super likely to stop Arizona. It could just be a situation where, you know, before you know it, it's 55 to 34. It's a shootout. <laughs> it's just stupid. So that's that's probably the type of game we're looking at when you take a look at, at both defenses. But UCLA's defense probably has more star power, especially with Latu and his ability to get to the quarterback. I feel like the last few games have had a pattern. I mean, Arizona is not the only one whose offense is is carrying between the two. Clearly better than the defense. Because, like, the last several previews for football, it's been the same story. Where the star power is on the offensive side, the defense has been... Yeah, I mean, it's because the offenses in the country and the conference are so good. I mean, they're legitimate. Oregon is one of the best in the country. USC is one of the best in the country. Utah is... Amazing. A, a legitimately good offense. Like, there's Arizona is one of the best passing teams. UCLA is one of the best off. I mean, you keep going down the list, and Washington is one of the best passing teams. It, it's just, it's that type of deal. The key in this conference is, do you have a defense that is good enough? Competent. Doesn't have to be great. It's got to be good enough. Like, Oregon is a solid defense. Their offense is awesome. UCLA's defense has been great, but they only have one loss for a reason. Their defense is good enough. Is it good enough against USC next week? We'll see. Would it be good enough against one of the top four teams in the country like Georgia? No. Like, they'd get killed by those teams. But right now in the Pac-12, you can operate the way that a lot of these teams operate, which is simply you have awesome offenses and good enough defenses. I see. Okay. Uh, well, then the last question and the most important question is, what is the path to victory for Arizona? So the best path of victory is UCLA accepts an immediate invitation to the Big Ten and actually is <laughs> unable to play this game. No, it is, we always talk about path of victory, whether it's slim or whatever. And even when Arizona's favored, we talk about the path to an upset. Arizona's 19 and a half point underdogs for a reason. The reason is they're either pretty much one of the worst run defense we've seen. One, I think there's only like five run defenses in the country that are worst. And they're facing a running team that is just, I mean, it, they didn't have Charbonnet against a, last week against ASU, and they still ran all over them. Like, they just have, they have Keegan Jones, they have Charbonnet, they have Casimir Allen, they have so many guys that it's like, you know, it, it doesn't matter to the point. And then they run the ball, and they have a system, and it took a while, but Chip Kelly has finally gotten a team to perfect his system at UCLA. And the path of victory would be Arizona's defense plays its best game of the season, it has to force turnovers. If you see, like, I'm talking like two or three turnovers. Um, but the real path to victory is that Arizona just scores. Just scores every drive. No field goals. Touchdowns. It's aggressive. Um, that's really the, the only chance they have in this game. Because you got to think UCLA is going to score 49, 52 points. It's going to be that type of game. Hmm. 
Okay. I would be, it would be a, it would be one of the larger. Now, I will also say that I've gone on record as saying, I think it'll be closer. I think Arizona covers. And one of the big reasons why is I think everybody at UCLA is expecting to beat the shit out of, damn it, beat the shart out of Arizona. <laughs> but um, there's also, and, and you mix that with the fact that the USC game is the following week. So maybe they're looking ahead a little bit. Also, there's the motivation factor. A lot of LA kids. A lot of guys that didn't get that UCLA offer, Jed Fish, Johnny Nansen, Jason Confuci. There's a, a UCLA pass connection, so we'll see. We'll see, show. But it's going to be very, very difficult for Arizona to win this game. Super difficult um, to the point where, what is your prediction? Ooh, I'm going to go 49 to uh, 31. Okay. 49-31. Not a bloodbath. Competitive. Like three touchdowns almost. I'm being nice. Oh, honey. Very. Honey. Okay. It's going to look very similar to what my dog Cora did to me earlier, which is walk up to me, give me a kiss, sit on my lap for half a second, and then vomit all over my shirt. Yeah, that was a cold-blooded move. So if I can avoid that during the UCLA game where I'm watching and then one second later I'm just vomiting on myself. The dog did it. Right. So it wasn't you. The dog is so disgusting that... (laughs) defense made her vomit on me i feel like this is tmi i super apologize to everyone you're right so gerrymandering how do you feel that the gerrymandering of the districts wow (laughs) you're not talking politics we are a break from all of that stuff we are the safe place (laughs) and you now you know you cussed twice so i guess i win again gosh darn it fudge Freaker, shoosh, man. <laughs> I got nothing. Someone posted that. No, I actually think you should curse more. So. No, I love the comments in that thread immediately after the person asked us not to cuss. It's like, I actually think you should curse more. So, uh, yeah. That's, we're going to see what happens. Should we get the eight-year-old in here to say the F word on the podcast? Nope, we're good. And also, she's nine. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a 13 to nine-year-old. Just found out today. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. They're also girls. What? (laughs) Shut up. Well, I'm embarrassed now, and I'm going to go. I know how the dogs are. Yeah, the dogs love you. Three, six, and two. Six, four, and two. Four, three, two. All right, anyone, anyway. (laughs) Jason is done for the night. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Back to A, as a man would say. You can also. Find us on Twitter. Twitter. As usual, Jason is at Jason Shear. I'm, I'm, I'm staying strong with the verification process. You are. I'm not paying my eight bucks yet. Well, what's the thing about paying eight bucks and then you get deleted or something like that? No, so it's eight bucks because if you don't pay it, they're going to try to make everyone pay. So what they're going to do is if you don't pay and you're not verified, you'll go to like a Twitter spam folder. Oh, shoot. Oh, that was just a way of you saying shoot. I said shoot. I said shoot. Does shite count? Yeah, because that's how they say it in Ireland and England. Oh, cut the shite out, Shelby. You can't just say a cuss word from another country. Guten Nacht, me Frau. Good night, my (laughs) missus. Yep. Oh, my God. Okay. Guten Nacht, me Frau. I didn't even get to finish. (laughs) You are literally everywhere. Just go sit down over there in the corner and stop talking. Anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Jason Shear and at Ms. Shelby K. And we will see you 
at the well no actually we're gonna do another podcast tomorrow we'll for the basketball you. game we're not gonna and we're also not gonna see you depends if we like you unless we run into you in I, the ooh, world i forgot to tell i didn't tell you this today i was driving and i saw this guy next to me and at first i thought it was a gang sign but it wasn't it was the wildcat sign and then i rolled down <laughs> my window and i was like i appreciate it and he goes good job or something like that and then he he the fight turned green so, so now someone's recognizing you in the car. Yeah, if that was you and you're listening to that, I, I appreciate it. I love that whenever you see Jason, even though you know he's very shy, everybody keep coming up to him, <laughs> keep talking to him. It's good for him to socialize. And now I will go on a hunger and sound strike. Okay. Mm. Good night and good luck. Bear down. Speaking of politics, monarchies, am I right, Shelby? I mean, what kind of monarchy? Like a constitutional monarchy? So as I pull out the map of England, what I want to show you here is that gerrymandering (laughs) should...